Hey, it's the podcast at moresportsnow.com. We cover your teams on both sides of the Hudson. It's football this week. The Giants lose a heartbreaker and the season's looking bleak, but the Jets show some life on the line. I've got John McAlevey. And John, let's start with your Giants. And, you know, I listened to the um, interview. I'd heard a lot about this Odell Beckham Jr. Inter- interview. Uh-huh. To me, it was a much to do about nothing. I, I I know that he said some derogatory things to go in there. They, they know Beckham has loose lips. Get a get a reporter in there. And what little Wayne's doing there? What, what, what the hell that that all that's all about? I don't know. He didn't say a word, uh, but he's sitting there beside uh, Beckham, and and she was pulling the the reporter there. She was Josina pull- Anderson. It was it was ESPN. It was on their Sunday morning show. Yeah, it's the six minutes of him going, hey, I don't think I'm quite really u- being used right. To me, that's him. That will always be him. Um, he may have a point, as uh, as our uh, our Matt Lachlan alluded to. And uh, bad timing and, and not, not a good thing for the team. But uh, Can I tell end, you my read on it, Steve? Yeah, go ahead. It was, in all capital letters, a disaster. Who but, does this guy think he is? This team that he goes on at one point, she says, are you happy to be playing in New York? And his first answer is he, he smiles and laughs at the gentleman sitting next to him, who I have no idea who that was. <laughs> Lil uh, Wayne. It was, it was the weirdest, like three shot that they had. She was on one side of the table. He was sitting there in look like short shorts with all, I mean, the, the optics could not have been worse. And so his answer about, are you happy in New York? He says, well, you know, I always love the sun and fun in Los Angeles. And, you know, it's, it's where I am right now. Listen, this team just lavished this gentleman with $95 million contract, $65 million of which is guaranteed. And he can't even say, yes, I'm happy to still be a part of the New York football Giants. He threw everyone under the bus. And then he rolled back over them. He's not getting the ball enough? What are you kidding? I did a daily brief where I wrote this week. He was like fourth or fifth in the league in targets. So he's getting his chances. It's just maybe not the way he wants it to be. But this could not have been a worse PR move that I'm sure ripped the, the, the uh, locker room apart for at least um, a couple of days here. This was just an absolute disaster. Yeah, my point is it was just same old, same old. Is there anything about it that surprised you? And I guess maybe it did. Maybe after signing that big contract for him to turn around and talk the way he did. Again, for me, it's you know certainly from what the act we've seen. You've seen the act from this guy. Come on. And so it's yeah, just. Yeah, but he, he did everything. He was a model citizen when he wanted that contract. Mm-hmm. I thought that John Mara had gotten through to him and then this was going to be a new Odell and this was going to be, you know, one for all and all for one team guy. Well, that went right out the window. Supposedly, the Giants PR department had absolutely no idea that he was doing this. And where is his agent? Where is that guy or gal at this point to let him sit there and do an interview like this? Well, have they been able to control him yet? Too cool for school. Where were they? I guess usually to do an interview with Giant players, you have to go through the front office. And I guess Josina went right to... Um, went right to Odell to do the interview. And I mean, it's just in poor taste. And, and, you know, he goes out and has a great game Sunday. And oh, by the way, they still lose. So, you know, that whole argument making the 
wide receiver, the focal point and the highest paid player on your team comes back to haunt you again because they still lose the game. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk about what his concerns are. And, it, you know, look, he said, he, I think what I got in a nutshell is he's tired. He's tired of getting the ball underneath and having to make the yardage. He wants to stretch the field. He wants, a, and maybe he was indicating that he, he wants a quarterback that has the ability to stretch the field. And maybe I mean, that's what I was getting it that he doesn't believe well, of course, Eli. He just threw is, Eli Manning is that guy. But, you know, Eli handled it. Yeah. He handled it, it with class the way he always does. He completely diffused it and said, hey, let's just focus on football. And, uh, yeah. they, and he but also he also question. said that Odell addressed the locker room. So about your locker room dissension and your concern there, I mean, he, had, he addressed the locker room, and he probably said something along the lines of, look, it was just an impromptu interview, just said a couple things that, that, that were not uh, smart to say, and you know, something along those lines. And then, boom, yeah. he, did, he did have – he had a good game. He played well. He did miss a key uh, – uh, He but, did, and guess what? They lost. And they lost. Well, but my God, the he way they lost. Thing. He got his – he had his first touchdown. He got his first dance in. He threw a touchdown pass. He ranted and raved on the, on the sidelines, and they still lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, a tough they way to lost. lose. 63-yard field goal, man. I mean, wow. And uh, they did get that uh, touchdown, but they left a minute on the clock. Um, I thought they had the game in the bag, and it, it didn't uh, work out. A real heartbreaking way to lose. And that's like two years in a row that they lost with a long field goal, uh, right? Yes. So you know, we have to bring up though, Steve, with the officiating in this one. Yeah, the a couple Giants of, felt yeah. that they got rooked on a couple of bad calls, a couple of yeah, the call on uh, Collins targeting was targeting uh, calls. Yeah, and they had. And how about on that last possession, the um, Christian McCaffrey runs up the middle on third and one and doesn't come near the first down line, and they, and they him, give him yeah. a first down without even going to check yeah, that, the, the video. I mean, it was that crazy. Mark was, he never made that line. No, the mark was bad. I, I didn't get that at all, and there was a couple bad calls without a doubt. Um, it's a tough one, too, because you want to you wanna bitch about that after the game, you know, and then, you know, bringing up Rutgers now. I mean, the officiating has just been horrendous. Now, they've been awful, and maybe it doesn't matter, but I want to bring it up. I want to. My goodness. I mean, I mean, they're bad enough on the field. Give them some. And they're getting bad calls on top of that. And this is the same kind of thing. I mean, the Giants are. I mean, they're not struggling as much as. as yeah, there were a couple of Rutgers, but, where the Giants had made stops on third down. And yeah. should have been off the field. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. And you have a right. I think a fan has a right to, when, they, when there's out, just outrageous calls against them. Uh, you have the right to, uh, to voice that. And um, yeah. and I think yeah, the Giants well, the, absolutely have a legitimate uh, beef there. Absolutely, the players certainly did. I mean, Landon Collins—they called him for targeting yeah. on a play. It, first of all, yeah, it wasn't, was, if anybody targeted, totally it incidental. Collins, the guy behind him—it wasn't Collins at all. It was a bad call. You know, they were off the field, and then on that possession. Carolina goes down and McCaffrey scores a touchdown that looked Look, like it, it put the game out of reach before the Giants rally back. It changes the game. Changes the game. Oh yeah, and I can't stand those calls. I mean, those personal foul calls, man. That when when the when this when it's done, when your team is off the field and they go back. I mean, it's just it's crazy. But it's, I mean, is it 15 yards? I guess they, I guess they got to make the penalty um, significant, and I and that's what they do. Yeah, um, but the, to the deter problem it. is is when it comes on third down is when you get to stop, you're off the field. They have to punt. 
Instead, even if it's just like that five-yard holding call on like third and forever, right. you get that five-yard holding call, yeah. you get a first down. You get four new sets of da- a whole new set of downs. It's just not right. Yeah, the automatic first down, 15 yards. I would argue that you can look at that. I really do. I mean, maybe I know they have to make a deterrence. I understand that. But, but no one's going to want to have a personal foul called against them. And, and it should be the same case where if there's two of them, they get thrown out, whatever. But, you know, the 15 yards, the automatic first down, how many times do you see it? And I'm talking about the college level too, college level and pro. How many times do you see they go, really? So the guy took a couple extra steps and pushed the quarterback, and that's going to turn this drive into a whole different thing? It's just, it, it's ridiculous. And I know there's, I'm sure there's plenty of fans that agree with that. Yeah, it could be. It's a demoralizing thing because you think you've done your job. You're off the field. That 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 possession is now over, and you turn around and see the yellow hanky on the ground, and you got to do it all over again. And again, at both levels, I mean, you're just seeing flags all the time. Let yeah. them play. My goodness. Yeah. yeah, and especially, you know, at inopportune times, you see them. And it's a, there, it's, there's no recourse, and it's a weakness you don't see of the them game. Pick up the flags all that much, at least. In baseball nowadays, you can go to the videotape and yeah. you can find Angel Hernandez screwing up call after call. But well, uh, in football, there's there's none of that. Well, it's the weakness. It's the problem with the game. It's problem with football and basketball. I mean, technically, you can call a foul every single down, every single down, every single time yeah. down the court. You know, the weakness in baseball, of course. Now that you have the, but the problem is the strike zone in baseball. It's just all over the place. And yeah. I, that I, I, you know, I don't get why they don't do some something along the lines of um, an automatic, a computerized thing because they absolutely have the technology for it. I know a lot of people would object to that because it takes the human element completely out of it. But those are the weaknesses, man. And, and in football, you can throw the flag every single down. There's always someone tugging on a, someone's jersey or something along those lines, along the offensive and defensive line in the backfield with the defense and all that. It, it should be obvious stuff, really obvious stuff. And you get a lot Absolutely. of, and you get a lot of BS. You really do, and it and it ruins the game. And for, and this fact for the Giants, if they want to bitch about the officiating, I got no issue with that because it was some bad calls went against him in that game, and it yeah. cost, and that cost yeah. you the game, man. When you when you when you lose thirty one thirty, and you had three or four bad calls against you, I mean that they that lost you the damn game. It did. It did. Now they they can't you know they can't complain the coaches can't complain they'll get fined players are supposedly are supposed to get fined too for that but uh, it, but it, it definitely is a problem uh, what's not a problem was the Jets this past uh, Sunday now the Denver Broncos are not a good football team by any means matter of fact the AFC West looks with the exception of KC KC looks pretty tough and then San Diego is supposed to be a contender uh, but the, uh, the the Broncos are not a good team and no. uh, and but so still. You beat the bad teams, and the Jets did so. And uh, yeah, you got to you know. do. Uh, you got to beat the teams that are in front of you. And how about uh, Isaiah Crowell? My goodness, yeah, 119 yards, franchise record, had a 77 yarder in the mix there. And mm-hmm. uh, the best part about it was he was uh, he was an altar boy when he finally made it to the end zone. There were no crazy uh, dances in the end zone or any any shows of. Uh, emotion. I understand. He just put the ball down on the ground and uh, ran back to the sidelines. But wow, the Jets—they ran all over a pretty good Denver defense. You know, Bilal Powell also ran for uh, 99 yards. They they ran up 
uh, second most yards in club history, 232 yards. And, you know, Darnold did what he needed to do. Yeah, I mean, like, like give you know, they run the ball and give the rookie a break. I mean, yeah, that's what he needs. And that's that's the way to develop and then give him some room. And then, you know, he, he again, man, he, he throws the ball downfield and he finds receivers. I mean, yeah. if they, you just see it, you see it when they got everything tight and they, you know, uh, they protect him and, um, you know, they get the, the skill people. I mean, they probably need a receiver or two and, and, uh, you know, an all world running back. I mean, look, they did a good job, but, uh, they're not, these guys aren't, um, you know, the second coming of Eric Dickerson. Or uh, no, but Bo they've Jackson been really good as a, as, yeah. a, as a pair. Yeah, they have been. They've been, they've um, been really good. I mean, do the do the Jets want to tie up millions of dollars in Le'Veon Bell, or do you want to? I mean, he would be nice to have back there. But these two have certainly been been a nice one-two punch, and they're they're sure. very cheap. And their defense is good. It's not a bad defense by any means. I mean, they struggled after Week One, but um, but they. Uh, they're 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 not a bad football team by any means. No, no, and the defense and, had uh, had an extra incentive this week uh, with their defensive coordinator Casey Rogers is dealing with something that that the team is only saying is he's got a serious illness, mm-hmm. but he was away from the club and they really took it upon themselves to want to sort of go out and win one for the Gipper there. Uh, they yeah. pressured Case Keenum all day long, sacked him four times. But, you know, the, their defensive coordinator, Rodgers, was on their mind for uh, for this Sunday, and they're hoping that, you know, news is pretty good. They're, they're kind of being tight-lipped about what is going on with him. They're not sure if he's going to need to take a leave of absence from the team, but they really put it all on the line for their uh, for their mentor on Sunday. Now, look, the Jets are 2-3, and three, one game out of first place. Go look who's in first place. Go figure after looking horrible. A couple of weeks there, the Patriots uh, three and yeah. two with, with the Dolphins, and then uh, the Jets and Bills at two and three. So, you know, anything can happen in, in that division. Uh, likely, the wild card won't come out of there. So, uh, it'd be en- interesting to see. They're they're not out of it by any means. And now you look at the uh, at the NFC East, and yeah, the Giants are one and four. Yes, it was a very difficult loss. But again, uh, you know, first place right now is uh, you know the Redskins are two and two, Cowboys two and three, so yeah, uh, so there's nothing there's there's still possibility here, uh, moving forward. I mean, they're not yeah. in a division like uh, you know, like the uh, like the West. Uh, you know, the Rams are looking awfully good, and and uh, then we got uh, uh, the South with the Saints and the and the and the Panthers, who they lost to four and one and three and one. But uh, the Giants, uh, look, they're very much, uh, again, the, not likely going to get the wild card out of there. So they're going to have to win the division. But it's it's po- it's possible. They're essentially well, they got a quick turnaround because they have the Eagles on Thursday night. So mm-hmm. they certainly can't be feeling sorry for themselves on that 63-yard field goal that drops on their head. They have a huge game with the Eagles uh, on Thursday night. I think if they lose that at 1-5, you can um, – you know, you can really start to uh, to question things, and then the Jets. Uh, the Jets have two more home games coming up. They have Indianapolis uh, this Sunday, who are certainly not world beaters, uh, and then they they're going to take on a really tough Minnesota Vikings team, who went in and beat the world champs in Philadelphia on Sunday. So they've got um, 
they've got their work cut out for them. Yeah, and uh, listen, the Jets uh, very much, um, very much uh, in this thing, and um, you know, with the Patriots looking mortal, uh, the Dolphins we knew would come down to earth. They had a nice start, but they're now at three and two. I don't think the Bills are scaring anybody. So, I mean, you know, you know what's going to come down to how they do against the Patriots, right? I mean, if yeah. they if they can beat the Patriots, and uh, you know, it's it's very possible that they can have a um, they can have a shot. Uh, toward the end of the season at actually winning the AFC East. It's certainly not out of the question by any means. And, Do you think uh, the Jets are going to go up to New England and beat the Packers well, I mean, there? You know, they look, it's possible. They, you know, they never they never get blown out. I mean, when's the last time they, they got blown out by the Patriots? Is it, uh, I, you know, I mean, it has happened. Uh, I'd have to look at the scores. I don't have them in front of me. But um, I'm sure that Mr. Belichick will have something cooked up for the rookie. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, and, and look, they're, you know, the Patriots didn't look good at the beginning of the season, had a, had a couple bad losses, but, um, but now you're looking at them and, and sure, you know what, they're, they're a team. This is why they're so good is because they adjust during the season and, you know, a good, a great coach and a great quarterback uh, again together and, and figuring out a way. And I wouldn't be surprised if once again, they're at the end of the season with 11 or 12 wins and 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 right there, unless uh, they can, unless you know, the Jets step up and um, you know, but like, but perfect example. And so you got the Dolphins, you know, looking like the class of the AFC East early, right? And then the Patriots, you know, sure enough, uh, you know, take care of business right away with the Dolphins, saying, "Oh no, 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 not not yet, my friends." And so here you have it, where you know, again. It's uh, three and two and two and three. Uh, there's there's one game out with the Bills in the uh, in the AFC East. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, does that mean that they are going to be able to uh, to overtake the Patriots? That's a big if. But I'm just saying it's on the table, right? Yeah. The only, I'll put it this way: if the only way it happens is, is if Mr. Brady gets hurt, New England's going to cruise to this to this division title. No chance. Well, yeah. I mean, because. Yeah, we well we've seen it before. Why would we? Why would we bet against that? As long as Belichick is on the sideline and number twelve, right? and number twelve is there, you got to figure it's got to end at some point. But I don't know. Again, yeah, when he retires, yeah, again they're starting to they're they're, they're starting to uh, put things together again. After you thought that maybe it's uh, maybe they are a total mess. So, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's you know we were talking about football being dead last week, and now look that there was a good win by the Jets. And, you know, with the with no one running away with the NFC East, per se, you, you got to say the Giants aren't completely out of it. And but but one in four is tough. And just that loss was tough, man. I mean, just man. I mean, two and three is a big difference. And um, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, we'll, we'll see. And that was in, you know, in uh, in conference that game as well. So, you know, you put. Yeah, one, you, I don't I don't have any faith in the Giants right now. I, I don't. You know, Philly's coming off a bad loss at home to Minnesota. They did lose their running back, Jay Ajayi, to an ACL injury. For the and they season, don't look so. good. They don't look like the team from last year. They, you know, they're, no, and no, so, they, they're, better, they're better than the Giants. Let's, let's put yeah, that out there. Well, so, well, and well, it's coming up the turnpike. I, I, I don't see – I think Philly's going to beat the Giants. I think they'll be 1-5. 
And, um, yeah. you but know, listen, at that point, Katie bar the door. Listen, I, it took a 63 what yard. What's going to be like when they're one in five? Uh, they, they got beat by 63 yard field goal to a pretty good team. The Panthers are a pretty good team. At, you know, away. They that was a, that was very close to an impressive road win. And I know, yeah, I know it's you know horseshoe, uh, horseshoes and grenades. I know, but I I think that they're a little better than even their fans are giving them credit for. Well, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> I mean, I look at the Panthers hey, and you know, they're they're three and one. But who have they played? Yeah, but listen, we've got we've got a whole season to talk. New York football. So I'm going to put I'm going to put a positive spin on it until I can anymore. All right. And right now, right now, I can. I can put a positive spin on it. All and right. So we will I'm continue. And I know we were dying to talk baseball, Johnny. Dying to talk baseball. And uh yes. with the Yankees Red Sox uh, series, which uh, just a just unbelievable uh, uh, game in uh, the Bronx last night with the Sox putting 16 runs up there. Uh, but um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, and we will certainly cover that. Uh, uh, certainly on the next show on uh, on how uh, it's all going. And you know, it's you know, it's going to be very difficult. Either one of those teams, I'll say this: beating the Astros, who are an awfully good team. You know, won it all last year, and they look every bit as good as uh, as last year. Just a just a balanced team. You know, good oh, pitching. pitching. Lineup is They're- tough. You know, they do the things right that, you know, I mean, like, you know, the Yankees, you know, relying on, um, you know, walks and home runs. I mean, the Red Sox play some small ball, too. I just either the pitching is a question mark, certainly in the ball, uh, the bullpen for the Sox. And uh, and and the Astros seem really balanced. They just smoked Cleveland and Cleveland's a pretty good team. <laughs> they just smoked yeah. them. They Cleveland's just, a very good team. Yeah, and they just made short work of them. I don't know if either the Yankees or the Red Sox can beat the Astros, but we, we, we'll have to see. I mean, we're in the middle of this series, so how much can we say here? We'll see what happens in the Bronx uh, yeah, this evening. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I likely think it will go back to Fenway. But we'll certainly cover yeah. that as it happens. And uh, our podcast is every week. We put it out usually Tuesday evening. Uh, sometimes Wednesday morning. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on SoundCloud. Or you can check our site, moresportsnow.com. Again, we cover both sides of the Hudson. So come check out the site. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. We're on Instagram as well. We'll catch you all next week for Steve and John. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.